Hey everyone, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimzeski with our guest, Dr. Corey Probst, still moving straight through our series on body image and body dysmorphia. Last time we had our longest, longest segment so far because it really is tough to describe exactly how far we can get away from a healthy body image. And part of that is the fact that Contest Prep is, is centered on restricting. And you're, only, you're not only restricting food and calories, but you're restricting and ignoring your psychological needs. You're, you're almost, as Corey said, compartmentalizing and objectifying and becoming this different person apart from your body. And I, I honestly don't think I could think of something worse. Uh, even though we talked about, Corey, how sometimes that's kind of necessary and you come out of your body in terms of self-awareness, you come out of your situation and, and you learn to look at how things are really going to assess I think there's almost too close to a permanent dissociation when we start to objectify our bodies. And maybe that's the core of body dysmorphia. Uh, we we yeah. start caring too much about how we look as an object. So, so in yeah. terms of the, the psychological and the physical restriction, how, how does that continue to feed into dysmorphia? Well, I mean, in many ways, the body the body isn't doesn't differentiate between psychological restriction, which sounds like I shouldn't be eating that. Don't eat that. That will make you fat. Those carbs are bad. You're going to go over your macros. I mean, how many times per day are we thinking in a restrictive, rigid way like that when we're preparing for a competition? Um, and then, of course, there's the physical restriction, which is going to have an impact on the body's going to change. Um, we're going to lose body fat, but then there's also the, the difference in how we're able to think and how we're able to concentrate when we aren't getting the same amount of, of nourishment that we were otherwise. <laughs> and so I think it does make it, it, it does make the, the intentionality of being aware and reflective and asking ourselves the powerful questions through the process more complicated and a little bit more difficult because we're, we, you said we're like, we're really not the same people. We're really not the same people. Um, we don't have the ability to focus, especially as we get deeper and deeper into a prep. Um, I don't think that should mean that we shirk the idea of preparing ourselves and building up a, a resilient body image by any means. And the way that I like to look at it is we need to begin laying the groundwork for a real fit body image, a functional body image, an intentional body image, and a transfer, transformational body image. Um, and that means that we're really, as we are preparing for the contest, rather than just focusing on these external attributes, the way that the body is appearing, also understanding and respecting what the body is um, communicating to us on, on the inside. <laughs> and, you know, giving giving credence to the emotions that are arising within our bodies. And, and when we do this, what we learn is that our bodies aren't just objects. 
they do feel and they do um, exhibit symptoms, whether that's hunger symptoms, I mean, whether that's temperature changes, and these are things that are going to, these are things that are going to change along a prep, the difficulty sleeping, all the things that we would complain about as, as competitors prepping for a contest can also be, I think, fodder for creating a more respectful relationship with our bodies and not looking at those things that are happening in a kind of uh, disdainful sort of a way, but wow, this is kind of interesting, these changes that are occurring. They may be, I may be perceiving them as uncomfortable in some ways, or like my body is rebelling. How many times have we heard that? When the weight just won't come down or the body fat just won't <laughs> come down, it's not changing. Um, it, it is an orientation in another way from this sucks, I, I hate this, my body isn't cooperating with me, to what could I learn about my body in this situation and how is it actually um, working for me? This is, this is a functional relationship with your body, that it is much more than just this thing that you get to control and manipulate um, and so, yeah, I, you, you made me think of a conversation I just had with a client, which is a couple episodes ago, you used the phrase, Hey, we, we signed up for this. Like this was our choice. And so then to hear you talk about, man, this sucks. I'm fighting my body, you know, to keep in mind, as I asked this client who felt like she was stuck after a while, and we've gone through some, some machinations of, you know, Hey, let's make this change. Let's make that change. And she's getting frustrated. And I said, okay, if you were talking to you, if you were your own coach, what would you tell you? And she immediately kind of backed up and said, well, I would probably tell myself to be patient and your body's just going through this phase. And, and all, of, all of the pain and frustration and anger she was lashing out with all of a sudden sunk down into this peace and acceptance because she's yeah. extending it to somebody else in my, my fictitious scenario instead of herself. And so then that, yes. that light bulb came on and she kind of got it. I love that. It, it has, it always helped me to imagine I'm in a, I'm in a human relationship. Like instead of my body being my body, my body is a human and we're sitting there together. And how would that interaction go? <laughs> well, in, in our next, Let's in, externalize it a little bit. In our next episode, we're going to talk about some of those things specifically. How do you handle those adversities like hunger and so forth when, when this is your chosen goal? So uh, thanks again, Corey. You guys stay tuned in Contest Prep University, and we're going to, we're going to wrap up the series in the next two or three episodes.